on your PC, iPod or smartphone, this is the girlsplayfooty.com podcast. Coming up on the 25th edition of the girlsplayfooty.com podcast, we catch up with the head coach of the USA Freedom, Lee Barnes, and St Albans Spurs chairwoman, Karen Hayes. All that on the girlsplayfooty.com podcast. I'm Peter Holden and welcome to the 25th edition of the girlsplayfooty.com podcast. Plenty to get through and remember to tell your friends if they're looking for the podcast to go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash girlsplayfooty where you can always uh, find the weekly podcast and of course links to our articles which will appear on girlsplayfooty.com. Uh, we'll be doing an article very shortly on the USA taking on Canada for the 49th Parallel Cup this weekend and that's why I've got on the line the uh, head coach of the USA Freedom in Lee Barnes. Now Lee? You're an Aussie, so how did you end up uh, overseas and getting involved in USA Aussie rules? Uh, I was doing a bit of a tour like most Australians do, and uh, and then through a set of circumstances which uh, involved moving to America and getting married and having a kid, uh, and then I discovered that uh, in the San Francisco Bay Area we had a had a team, and from that team we ended up forming a league. And from that league, I started coaching. And then, lo and behold, a progression was to move into the to the women's side of things. And it's been something that I've thoroughly enjoyed. And with that, of course, uh, you coached the USA Freedom uh, last year when they were in Australia for the International Cup. Uh, how much, uh, how valuable was it uh, experience-wise for those uh, girls in developing their football? Uh, a tremendous experience. It was our second uh, International Cup uh, as the Freedom and through circumstances, we were able to uh, have our second team, which we'd already planned on touring Australia, but our second team, called the Liberty, ended up playing in the International Cup as well. So we got double exposure. Uh, I've noticed some girls have mentioned it was a trip of a lifetime for their personal side of things, and it was a great experience for their growth in football. And that's been the biggest thing. It's offered a, an extra pathway for the girls that are playing over here. Uh, it's an extra uh, team to aspire to. And then once you're in the Liberty, of course, the ultimate is to get into the freedom. So the experience of the International Cup last year was, was tremendous. Now, of course, you have uh, 47 players across the two teams, the uh, Freedom and the Liberty. Um, how hard is it to try and uh, get all these players together and at the same time with a bit of scouting to try and figure out who is of what quality from anywhere within the US? Yeah, it, 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 we've all got the same battle. Canada has the same issue. They have a tremendous regional league, so a little bit easier for them. Uh, for us, we have a training camp, which was well attended this year. 50-something people I think we had. Uh, and one thing that we've tried to this year now, and it's in its infancy, is to get the, the local coaches on board uh, so that the same message is going back to all the teams across America. So we, we have a good coaching infrastructure for the freedom and the liberty, but of course there are other teams out there with coaches, and we've brought them on board uh, bit by bit now to spread the message as much as we can so that we can all be training uh, a similar way to make the transition to the next level a little bit easier for the players. And unlike the International Cup in Melbourne, you'll actually be playing under lights when you play at Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, that's going to be very interesting. It's uh, for A lot of people in Australia might take it for granted that uh, you get to play on a proper-sized football field with goalposts and, and then throw in lights. Well, 
yeah, we play one game a year, and uh, and this is it. So we're very excited that a it's a set a, a set a standalone football field with goalposts. I mean, we we normally set our own goalposts up and pull them apart at the end of the game, and uh, and to top it all off, it's it's not only lights, it's a scoreboard as well. So yeah, we can't wait for the experience. Now, you've already announced your uh, leadership team there for the Freedom. Can you tell us about uh, your captain from Denver and Hallie Lee? Uh, Hallie, she's a, a tremendous athlete. Uh, we were, Denver have been, uh, ha- has been her home for quite some time, and she was a member of the 2011 team and backed up again last year. And it was a, a progression for Hallie to take over the leadership range. She's been a leader uh, all along. And, uh, and she's extremely passionate about taking her game and the freedom game to the next level. So very fortunate to have Hallie on board as our captain. And you've chosen as your uh, vice captains uh, Baltimore Washington's uh, Emily Ryle and Sacramento's uh, Katie Clatt. Yeah, Emily has been around for the, for the duration as well. And, uh, and she's a, a natural leader. And Katie is new to the system, uh, came in last year, couldn't attend uh, the Cup, but uh, plays out of Sacramento. And she's just developed as a player uh, from day one. And we were just excited to have uh, somebody new into the system and somebody that we're looking at down the track to be a long-term member of the, of the USAFL program. Have you been able to get much information on your uh, Canadian opponents? Because there's been a big turnover of a list there. In fact, uh, 13 of the players that played in their uh, International Cup side aren't playing this time around for the 49th Parallel Cup. Yeah, we tend to find uh, the, the year after a International Cup is always a hard year for, uh, for both countries. And, and we're down a few as well. And yes, I, I did the scouting of of their uh, of their returning players, and I think they've got about 12 returning players, and and I think the last count we have about 15, uh, and and then there's a lot of new players coming through for both them and us, which is really exciting. I think they have 21 new girls in their second team, and we have 17. So that's what you like to see. You like to see the growth. Uh, it's also an unknown when we get to the ground. Some of these girls will be meeting for the first time on our team and will be playing against people that we've never seen. So it's all exciting. And when will the girls uh, first be meeting uh, prior to the match? We, uh, which has been really good, uh, whether it's the fact to get to Port Lauderdale on the beach has been the, the prime motivation factor. We, most of the players are getting in uh, sometime through Thursday. So we're going to have a, a run at the ground on the morning uh, to get a little bit, on the Friday morning, to get a little bit of the nerves out and to also have a look at our surroundings. Uh, And as I mentioned, it'd be the the first time uh, playing uh, on some of these girls on such a big field. So most of us are getting in Thursday, Friday, uh, and to prepare for the Friday night game for the Liberty and then the Saturday for for the Freedom. Well, Lee, thank you very much for joining us here on GirlsPlayFooty.com. We wish you all the very best as uh, the Liberty and the Freedom get ready for this weekend to take on Canada in the 49th Parallel Cup. Uh, Thank you very much, mate, and uh, what a great job. I looked at the website the other day and 
what a great job you're doing promoting women's football, not only in, in Australia, but uh, around the world. So thanks very much for providing that opportunity for the women. And uh, we congratulate you from over here. And we thank Lee very much for his time. And a reminder that you can catch the game between the USA Liberty and the Canada Midnight Suns. That's the development league of the women. They will be doing battle Melbourne time, Saturday morning, 10 a.m. And the main game between the USA Freedom and the Canada Northern Lights being played Sunday morning, 8 a.m. Melbourne time. And, of course, just check out the USAFL YouTube page for the live links to that so you can catch all the action. Another big thing happening this weekend is Guide Dogs Round in the Victorian Women's Football League. It's the second annual Guide Dogs match uh, being hosted by the VU St Norban Spurs, which they raise money for uh, Guide Dogs Victoria. And I've got on the line the uh, chairwoman of the VU St Norban Spurs in Karen Hayes. Uh, Karen, uh, first of all, how did the Guide Dogs Round come about? The, um, the club um, really wanted to uh, do something to connect with the community and um, Guide Dogs is um, is a wonderful organisation and um, the team voted to to support Guide Dogs Victoria as, as their as their community partner as their charity partner. So they they did the first game last year and. Um, and it was a very successful round. And, and Guide Dogs is sort of the, the most trusted, voted the most trusted charity in Australia for the third year in a row. So, you know, it, when the St Albans Spurs were looking at who did they want to partner with, I guess you know it was an obvious choice for them. I also have an involvement with Guide Dogs, of course. So, um, th- they've gone ahead and and uh, they're looking at doing it again for this year. And now the game will be this weekend. And we've got people from Guide Dogs. We've got some dogs going out there as well. So people will be able to see our dogs. First hand and pat the dogs and, and that sort of thing and hear a little bit more about what Guide Dogs Victoria does and at the same time the Spurs will be raising money to go towards Guide Dogs as well. And uh, similar to what the Eastern Devils did with the Catherine Watton Fund, uh, you've also got a special jumper that you'll be wearing on the day. We do, we do. It's a fabulous jumper actually. It's got um, the Guide Dogs logo on the front with the beautiful Guide Dog and the or- an orange um, orange and white jumper and uh, it's uh, it really uh, it's, it's very noticeable that the Spurs are supporting Guide Dogs Victoria for this game. And, and I guess just by good luck as well it helps create a clash jumper against uh, Diamond Creek who have the same colours. Very much so. We definitely stand out in the crowd, and the girls love wearing the jumper, and they're really proud to wear it. And uh, and Guide Dogs Victoria are very proud to be part of um, the, the partnership with the Spurs as well. Now it's been a big year for the VU St Albans Spurs, which started back uh, several months ago when you went across to the US and uh, did a tour through there. You've come back and you appointed the new coach, the familiar face, the club founder in Debbie Lee. Now, what was the process that went through to to finally appoint Debbie as coach? And Deb, you know, this is her first year that Debbie hasn't played, of course. Um, you know, she's been a great stalwart of the club and, and um, you know, she was keen to continue to be involved. She has an enormous amount of experience and skill um, and, a, and, and a genuine passion for the club. Uh, she put her hand up for the role. Um, the, the, the players have a great deal of respect for her, clearly. And she, I think she's got a great deal to bring to that coaching role. So, um, you know, her background, her skill level, she was the best person for the job and she was appointed into the role and she's been a wonderful coach for the club. There's no question about it. Is, is it a little strange having to sit there and interview the founder of the club? Well, that's 
that's exactly right. I mean, this sound has been, you know, playing with the club for, you know, I guess 20 years, you know. And uh, so she brings an enormous amount of experience and, uh, and as I say, a passion for, a genuine passion for the club. So to be able to continue to have her participate in this role is I think a real bonus for the for the club continues the spirit that we you know originally intended for the club and you know have somebody who has just such a great history and um, and background with the club I think is a real bonus for all of the girls to really connect with what the Spurs is all about and the community spirit of the club and the fact that we are more than just a club and we're about engaging with really good girls and women in the community to play AFL football and Debbie's leading the way at so many levels. I think we're, we're really privileged and fortunate to have Debbie as our coach. And of course, for Debbie personally, the good news for her during the year was uh, she discovered she was pregnant. So, uh, what, right. so, so, so what plans do you have in place there to obviously help for when uh, she aims, she gives birth and obviously uh, needs time with her child? Well, I think Debbie's starting down the path of the recruitment process. I think that's really good of her, you know, to go from coaching to recruiting, really, at the end of the day. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's fantastic. But really, in all seriousness, um, clearly, you know, we're, we're, we will go to, we'll start the whole recruitment process. We're starting to explore avenues uh, right now. Um, and we'll, you know, once again, go through that process to look for the best person for the, for the role, to bring the, best, the, the, the most talent to the club and, um, you know, continue the good work that's been done this year. And talking about bringing talent to the club, you managed to drag along a Western Bulldogs player as well. How good is that with Ruffin? I mean, and he's definitely, he's really, um, he's really engaged with us, which has been fantastic. And he's indicated to us again this week that he very much wants to be involved next year. So he'll continue to be um, involved with the club, which we're, you know, we're just really fortunate about. He has a genuine passion for um, supporting the women's footy and certainly in supporting the Spurs. And once again, we feel really fortunate that he's chosen us to get on board with and he's definitely making a difference with the club and with the girls. Now it doesn't matter what league or what division or for that matter what sport, there'll always be the teams at the top and unfortunately there always has to be the team at the bottom. It's been look, a tough it's been a tough year for the Spurs. Look it has Peter and um, you know I guess we've gone through a rebuilding phase with the club, we're looking at um, you know our recruitment for the year ahead. I think you know we're all very confident that we've seen a um, really good progress made this year and we've seen you know we've seen a, we've gone through a good recruitment process this year I think we're we've got our eyes on some good recruits for the next season as well so I think you know really what we'll see is just slow progression you know we're not going to race to the finish line but I think we'll we'll have a good um solid go at uh, getting a good team on board and ensuring that we're just progressively getting better season by season I think we'll start to see a very um significant turnaround in our in our uh, playing result next season it seems interesting doesn't it that there, there's a cluster of teams in the city and to the north and uh, and also some clubs developing out in the east and southeast and there's not many uh, teams out in the western part of Melbourne for example you're the only premier division on the west side of the Yarra look we are but I sh- we shouldn't take away from the fact that you know women's footy is the fastest growing area of participation in the AFL and um, you know we're happy to lead the way in that regard um, so uh, you know we, we're continuing to see terrific interest from from young girls and women acro- around the uh, around the district to sort of get involved in women's footy and we only see that that will continue to grow in the years ahead and certainly the AFL has 
um, made it clear that they are committed to women's footy going forward and I think we'll see some good strategic uh, plans coming out of the AFL over the course of the next um, few months that will really demonstrate that, they've con- that, 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 that they're standing by their word in terms of their commitment to growing women's footy. And of course, obviously, you've had a chance to have a look at some other clubs. As much as you're not in Division 1, some of the uh, what I call newer teams like Cranbourne, Seaford, etc. Are, are going strong there. Do you expect that hopefully some of those clubs might come up to join you to obviously provide some even competition in Premier Division? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I think more and more we're seeing some good talent coming through all the clubs and we've got to ensure that there are good paths for um, the, these girls to grow in the club, in the in the game and um, that they're able to, you know, get to the elite level of the sport and, you know, that's definitely, you know, certainly what we're focused on and I think that the AFL is also focused on making sure that there's those pathways for the girls to be able to develop into, you know, elite players ultimately and just finally before we let you go as we mentioned uh, you'll be the match of the day uh, this Sunday against uh, Diamond Creek live from 1.30pm on girlsplayfooty.com um, if people can't get to the ground is there a way that they can support your charity uh, Guide Dogs Victoria Oh, absolutely, Peter. That would be fantastic. If people would like to go on to the Guide Dogs Victoria website www.guidedogsvictoria.com .com.au we, um, you know, we rely very heavily on the philanthropic community to fund the services at Guide Dogs Victoria and uh, so anybody that could get on board and help us uh, deliver the work that we do at Guide Dogs Victoria that would be fantastic and certainly Guide Dogs Victoria is very very grateful for the support that the St Albans Spurs provides by being our charity, the charity partner this Sunday and we thank Karen very much for her time and again a reminder it will be our match of the round Sunday second. 2nd of August, 1.30pm we go to air, 2pm bounce down and the VWFL Premier Division between the VU St Auburn Spurs and Diamond Creek. Almost time for me to wrap it up for this week. When we return next week with the girlsplayfooty.com podcast, uh, we hope to be catching up with someone from AFL London to talk about the women's grand final that will be happening there and as well a very special interview with Dr Susan Alberti. You'll be looking forward to that during the first week of August for our next edition of the girlsplayfooty.com podcast. I'm Peter Holden. Until then, it's bye for now.